Welcome to Reading for Attention, the weekly podcast where me, Paul, and me bezzy mate Sarah chat about a recent book whilst drinking a carefully selected beverage. Now, why have we committed to reading a book every single week and talking about it in a public forum? Well, the same reason me and Sarah do anything in life, for attention. Hello, we're back. I'm speechless. I never thought this day would come. No. Can I just tell the listeners the reason that we haven't been here for a long time? Partly because we're lazy as fuck. But the second reason is because the last time we tried to record, there was an enormous flake. Remember? Yes. We're ready to record and it was like, Sarah, oh. I smelled gas and it was it wasn't just in the flat it was in the whole of my postcode it was I thought I was gonna pass out on the way to the flat I was like oh my god gas 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 and then I said I got in and Mike was like do you smell gas and I swear (laughs) to god he was dizzy (laughs) I'm lying face down on the floor do you smell gas and I was like yes I've got to do so I, so I rang the emergency gas number and I was really panicked and what's annoying is they don't give a shit they're not panicked at all because they get these calls all day and all night um, so I said how much is tank of gas and it wasn't just my house it was the whole of London and I couldn't see where it was coming from she taught us how to turn off the gas which I thought was quite exciting and then we just vacated the property to the pub, and that was that. Turns out it was because someone had taken their bin out and knocked an entire gas meter off the side. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> and again, it's been damaged. And it was just hitting gas out into the world. Uh, but it wasn't to do with us, and it was outside. So it ended up being fine, but that's the reason we didn't record. And then Sarah fucked off to Mexico for 14 weeks. <laughs> Oh God, I wish it was 14 weeks. I just want to quickly revisit the idea of that person taking the bin out. I can put money, having never known this person, I can put money on the fact that they'll have knocked it off, known, and been like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> just like, turn around yeah. it. I because that is exactly what I would do. That, yeah, I was going to say, I could put money on the fact that you and that person would be very close friends. <laughs> They'd call me and say, I think I've just knocked a gas me off the wall, and I'd say, okay, Hang up, take your SIM card out of your phone, put it in a bin, <laughs> get a new phone. This call had ever happened. <laughs> and go out. Yeah. The Leave. <laughs> Do not light a cigarette yet. <laughs> so, Mexico. I kept looking on my uh, Find My Friends and you were in Oaxaca. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake, 5,000 miles away. <laughs> When's she going to be not in Oaxaca? We were there for a really long time, actually. Um, yeah. And we met these two Scottish people, classic. Travel all the way from bloody Scotland just to meet a pair of fucking Ouija's. Um, <laughs> but they kept calling it Wahakaha. And it was <laughs> the funniest thing. And I kept correcting them, but they just didn't know what I was correcting. <laughs> oh. And like, yeah, anyway. Well, yeah, it was great. Um, can't, I can't disclose too much of the juicy stuff because my mum listens to this podcast and she's had the the exclusively pg version but like there was a run-in with the cartel that she doesn't need to know about (laughs) 
I have, I've had the goss, everyone. And I'm, I was thinking, it's such a brilliant story. I told Michael and he was on tenterhooks when I was telling him. But I just don't know if you're putting yourself, even though we only get 15 listeners, I don't, one of them could be in some way linked to the cartel. So I don't know if you can tell us. You're so fucking right. I'm, I'm really nervous that the next time I try to go anywhere, my passport is going to come up with some international like they're going to try and expedite me back to Mexico so I can face my crimes against the cartel <laughs> basically everyone I went head to head with the cartel and I fucking won <laughs> you did you did you it could be a film that would be such a stupid film and it, I, would I would watch, watch it. it yeah um and I would hopefully star in it as me what else went to yeah, just did like lots of really fun stuff. Had food poisoning for ten days, which was ideal. Um, you'd it's think. Not even being ironic. <laughs> well, no, of course I was every every single time I was shitting through the IVD, I'd get off the toilet and check if I had abs yet. <laughs> was that big who? Like, do you remember when Courtney Kardashian googled, "Can you buy a parasite?" All she needs to do is <laughs> just travel south a bit and fucking get one in Mexico for free. All you need is a bit of staphylococcus cockasaurus. <laughs> I remember learning about that in my food hygiene uh, <laughs> level one. But well, eventually, I had to go. To... <laughs> I had to go to the GP eventually, and she was this hilarious Mexican woman. I don't speak a word of Spanish. She didn't speak a word of English. But the one, the few things that I got from her was a lot of laughter. She found the whole thing hilarious. She kept saying dehydrate, which. I think meant I was dehydrated, which made sense because, you know, when you get stay in the bath for too long and your fingers are pruned. Yes. My fingers were just like that. Day in, day out, pruned. Hang on. What do you mean? that That's because you were dehydrated? Well, apparently so. Is that why it does it in the bath? Yeah, because all your, all your moisture is <laughs> out. Shut the front fucking door. I know. She she honestly took one look at me and went, dehydrate. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Oh, it's fucking rude because actually I've been putting on carrot oil every day. Oh, here he is. Hi. What's that? Oh, very nice glass. Mexican hand blown, recycled. You can't hear me, can he? No. Have you turned you've turned your mic off? I have as well. <laughs> what was the question? Is it too spicy? Oh, if it is, are you gonna take spice out of it? <laughs> no, no, it's delicious. Thank you very much indeed. That doesn't look like a Chardonnay to me. It looks like a mar- uh, margarita panty. Yeah, but I've got two drinks, but this isn't a Chardonnay either. But my reason is, I know, because I'm obviously so good with the drinks. So, <laughs> so... Michael, today, got a fucking promotion. <gasps> Did he bring it back? Michael, come back for the podcast listeners. It's not oh, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Michael, I know you can hear. Come back. I want you to tell our listeners about your promotion. I like your hair, Michael. Did you hear what he said? No, what did he say? Are you live? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're live and direct. Yeah, you're going to be on the podcast. I'm a big boss now. (laughs) Oh, he's nervous. you got promotion, so there was some sort of restructure at work where they made all the, f- the they trimmed the fat, they made loads of them redundant. No, they didn't really. One of them got voluntary redundancy and got loads of money. I was well jail. Um, but Michael I'm just, became I'm just gonna message him like the 
like the, the king of the organization, if you ask me. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Okay, so you're having some bubbles and some margarita picante. Yep, exactly that. Yeah, that's what we're having. Very, very happy for him. Very happy for me. Yes, um, cha-ching. Yeah, because you know what, right? I'm going to say it. You could Right, here's some here's some philosophy for you. Ooh, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but go on. Okay. You can only take your life in its own context, right? So even if you're really privileged, as I yeah. understand that I am. Yeah. You could you, today you can only take your life in its own context. So, you know, things will happen, you'll feel a bit down, you know work we couldn't sell our flat our, our flat hasn't sold and we're like shit 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 uh what else something else tiny violent crime river will happen and i'll get mega depressed and that's why it's important to be an active ally and all that shit because if you don't like try then you're just stuck in your own privilege and i understand i'm stuck in my privilege all the time but sarah we fucking needed yeah. this did you mean was it were you quite broke yeah broke stagnating just, oh, well I was just felt like loads of stuff had not happened for us <laughs> I know I don't care we don't get many listeners that's how I feel but do you not think that's good philosophy I do actually yeah and it's, you know, I it's, think like, it's a nice way to live your life in Africa there's kids starving in Africa it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't live I'm sorry as an eight-year-old child, that's not going to resonate with me. You're going to have to yeah. do way more work and, like, make me be. Mm. And that's why, you know, I try to do it. Well, I don't know what I'm saying now. I've really practiced this on the way home. You practiced it. Well, um, no, but I get it. Like, it, may, it does make sense. And, yeah, it's a good way to live because then when good stuff happens, you're like, fucking hell, that was good. Yeah. You can't just be every single time something bad slash not great happens to you you can't just be like oh well someone else has got it worse it just doesn't work like that that's yeah. why you have to work hard to be a good person and I believe that you should work hard to be a good person and I do try my freaking best but when he got that promotion I was like thank god that we deserve this yeah okay to me that sounds like manifesting see that's a cigarette it's not I, I, my first thought was it was one of those candy cake remember those candy sweets <laughs> oh God, they're delicious. Them, but delicious. No, it's, it's a portion of a straw. Oh, right. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at look how much it doesn't fit in the drink. <laughs> and I don't, he knows, I don't really use straws, so I don't know what he's playing at here. Obviously, oh, he's feeling, he's feeling fancy. He's feeling fancy. I know. Oh, I'm, de- I'm so proud of him, though. Oh, me too. I, I didn't even know he was going for it, but I'm proud. I know. Well, it's, it was, it was, yeah, boring, 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 but it's been on the cards for a while, but you know, when you're just like, if this doesn't fucking happen and then. Wow. 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 Great news. Great news. Um, That is good news. Well done, Michael. Oh, I also have to talk about a new listener. Well, again, it's it's someone I know already. (laughs) Oh, man. Every time we get an Instagram follow, I'm like, here we go. And then I look, followed by Sazzy H. What's your name? Sazzy H. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. But anyway, I feel like I've already given shout out to the other sisters. You know, those sisters I talk about. They're like the Kardashians. Yeah, I get get jealous because one is called Sarah. Yeah. Well, there's one called Erin who is fantastic. I've probably given shout out before, but she would never have heard it yeah. I guess she has now um anyway she doesn't read in fact I don't know if she can read but she has 
been listening to the podcast and absolutely loves it. So I'm just going to give a, a shout out to our Ezels. Um, she would be like the Khloe Kardashian in terms of the like humor. Well, so the funnier one. Yeah, well, they're all hilarious. Oh God, Anna's going. Yeah. Oh God, Emma, I'm sorry. Yeah, I love you what all. have you done? I don't know. Just take one to two, two steps back from your mic. <laughs> Yeah, that's genuinely better. <laughs> uh, oh fuck's sake! Yeah. Anyway, hi Aaron. Hope you hope you're having a good time. Emma, love you. Anna, love you. I'm gonna. You've done this. this You've done this so many times. I'm raging. <laughs> oh whatever. Uh, do you know anyway. that's the thing? Go on. Anyway, what? No, that was it. I just said it anyway, like people do, and they don't know what else to say. Okay. I was going to say something so incredibly boring, so I'm not going to bother. Uh, what else? What else been going on? You smelled well, there's, gas. There's this girl called Eleanor at work. Right. I know. I'm sorry. But she's class. No, I'm not. She's either. this. She's Scottish as well. She's Scottish. You've she's spoken about her as well. Have her. Well, yeah. she, I've got her listening to the podcast. But she's doing, she's got into the London Marathon, which is hilarious. Just I just feel like you get it already. It's just hilarious that she's doing that. Right. Um, I'll tell you a quick story, actually. So she works in the office quite a lot, and I'm usually there. And one day I was in the office, and I had a meeting with her, and I answered, and she was at home. And I was like, oh, why are you at home? And she was like, oh, because my sister is back from Ethiopia, and she <laughs> is trying to find a place that will post cat blood. <laughs> no, I was like, sorry, what, Eleanor? She's like, oh, because my sister works in Ethiopia. I still don't understand why, but it's quite fabulous. And she's like, because her colleague at work uh, wants to bring her cat back to Germany. And then to do it, they need to taste if the cat has ribbies. So they've brought uh my the the girl has given my sister a vial of her cat's blood to take back to the UK, and now we're going around all the post offices asking if we can send it. And I was like, if you go into a post office and they say, you know, and they say what's in it, and you just what's say, in it? Whatever, a t-shirt, like, yeah, a t-shirt. No, they're saying cat blood. And can you imagine a vial of cat blood? <laughs> imagine so anyway i don't know how but they ended up being able to post it but the mystery is they're trafficking cat blood into the uk right potentially that's uh, got rabies why oh. didn't this woman just send it from ethiopia to, straight to, Ger- to germany, germany directly no idea that's just elna that's just what she's like so okay she's, she's really into london marathon well she's doing the london marathon so i thought we could just do 30 seconds of the podcast where we do like that so she can listen to it while she's running it, where we do some encouragement. Oh, that's quite nice. And she can just put it on repeat. Okay, so let's just do a bit. Ready? Should we do it in Scot- Scottish? Yeah, definitely Scottish. Right. right. Ready? Fantastic. Cool. Oh, Eleanor, go. You can do it. Fucking go. Go, girl. <laughs> you're doing so well. I've never actually met you, but I just know that you're smashing this right now. And you're so close to the end, even if you've only just begun. Oh, God. Gosh, Eleanor, keep going. I hope you've took that amodium because I shot myself the last time I did the marathon. <laughs> You're not going to shit yourself. Maybe just with excitement, and that's absolutely fine. And if you think about it, it'll be like a car exhaust just pu- pushing you along. 
Oh, what a lovely way to think of it, Sarah. I think Eleanor will really enjoy that. Good luck, Eleanor. You can do it. Woo! Woo, keep going. Right, there we go. That's nice of us. I think she'll appreciate that. We're really charity work these days, aren't we? Mm. Doing charity work, that is. We are, we are yeah. also charity cases. We are charity cases. <laughs> so how's it going? Mexico was fantastic, was it? I trust. It was really fantastic. Um, Nina, <laughs> I'm going to out her because it is just the funniest thing I've ever, ever received in my entire fucking life. And it's I'm so sorry. on brand for what I've just said. It, it is. It's really, it's really close to home. But quickly, though, Nina was second unit standby art director of Barbie. So when you go to Barbie, stay to the ends, to the ends, to the end, watch the credits roll. And then when the credits roll, her name will appear. And just know that Nina Carroll is the lady that designed our beloved logo for this very podcast so if you're a listener you're kind of famous by proxy that's like your claim to fame i think football anyway that's incredible amazing nina i don't know if i knew that and that's fantastic did you not um i don't maybe you told us a year ago when it was right she got it well because i really credit myself with nina's career like i personally Mm, me too i'm the reason why she's doing the job that she's doing um but I must admit, it might have been last year or the year before, probably the year before, she got two job offers at once. One was for Barbie, second unit standby art director. Mm-hmm. One was for the Meg 2. Ooh, now, at tough. the time, at the time, I had limited information on Barbie, for instance. I didn't know that it was going to be starring Margot Robbie and Ryan mm. Gosling. I didn't know it was going to be directed by Greta Gerwig. Blah, blah, blah. So I told Nina if she didn't go for the Meg 2 because the Meg 1 is one of my favourite films that I would never be to speak to her again. <laughs> Luckily, she ignored me, which normally I hate. But um, <laughs> this time it really paid off. Did you see and actually, that... Uh... I can't make every decision for it, you know what I mean? No, no, no. Did you see the BBC article today about a little boy who'd found a Meg tooth on the beach? <gasps> that was... That article was fucking... It came out ages ago. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyway, it looks pretty impressive. I didn't actually know that a megalodon was a real thing. I thought it was like I was going to say I thought it was like a dinosaur, but they were real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a like a unicorn, a mythical one. Yeah. yeah. Like a dragon. Yeah. Well, listen, I was going to shame you for that, but it wasn't until I'm going to say late teens for me that I realised that narwhals were real. Well, it wasn't until the London Bridge thought. attack that I realised they were real. Jesus. Are you joking? No. Oh, thank God. So, um, anyway, yeah. We've got to Puerto Escondido, which is on the southwest coast of Mexico, in Mexico. Mexico. And I had been very unwell, very, 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 very unwell uh, prior to that. And we had to get a flight. And you know when somebody just isn't taking it quite seriously enough? Yeah. Like, I was, just Nina wasn't taking it seriously enough. Don't get me wrong, she was, being really nice going to the shops getting me Pepto-Bismol which I was kind of excited to like have because they yeah. always have it in American films and stuff and yes. and then I had it it's I don't know if you've ever had it it's fucking awful it's like swallowing wet clay um, what's it for? it's to like settle your stomach and stop you having diarrhea okay. I'm being coy about this I was it was bad it was bad 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 diarrhea anyway mm-hmm. we checked into our new hostel um we were staying in a private room i'd gone to lie down on the bed and nina was like basically bored of you and your fucking shits so i'm gonna go and sit by the pool 
So she went and sat by the pool and was reading. And, you know, when you just, you're at a new place, there's loads of young people around and like she was in a bikini for the first time on the holiday. And I was just thinking, I bet in her mind, she's thinking, oh, I'm fit. Like I'm just reading my book. I'm really like, I'm just, I'm quite reading for attention, but I'm also like, I'm like mysterious. I'm like the naked on the block. And also she looks like Nina. Anyway, I got a missed call and then OMG Sarah and then another missed call. And I was like, for some reason, my brain immediately went, Ryan Gosling's just walked in. And I don't know. <laughs> that was just where, what my And he knows me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is excellent because I'm really skinny, but so bad because I'm quite pale. Um, So I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like trying to get up, like running around with like one flip flop on, thinking what is my sexiest. But just also centering quite... yourself in this. Boy <laughs> outfit. And then and another missed call from Nina. I was like, gosh, she's really excited for me to meet Ryan. And then I got a message saying, I've just shot myself. Legit. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's everywhere. (laughs) This is bad English. (laughs) And I put, are you at the pool? She said, yes, by the pool, I can't move. And I put, okay, shall I bring a towel? She said, yes, please. And then I put, okay, she said, maybe some paper towel. Fuck. And I put, yep. And then she put, fuck, fuck. And I said, we're not okay, are we? And she said, no, we're really not okay. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and then I had to stand at the door to the bedroom for three more minutes, which is like such a huge amount of time when you've shit yourself and you're sitting in your shit oh. by a pool with loads oh. of people around. <laughs> but I couldn't leave the room because I was pacing myself <laughs> tears put my eyes got, I got down to the pool you know you do the cursory I was like is everything alright are you alright she was like yeah I'm fine and then I was like <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah that was great also another favourite thing that Nina did while we were there we went to the Lucha Libre which is the wrestling where they're like these big oily men um, with these glittery pants and glittery masks on and they just stand on top of the springy like ropes at the side of a wrestling ring and just like pirouette off them and oh, amazing. It's really fantastic. It's a three hour long thing. Sorry, this is your husband that's messaging me if you can hear these. But oh, he's really into himself since he got that promotion. I did message him saying congrats. Oh, he just said, I'm feeling like quite the peacock. <laughs> <laughs> right, how do I turn this down? How do you. I don't know how to do that. It's anyway, fine. it makes it more real. <laughs> yeah, because this is just the height of professional seamlessness yes um, exactly so we're at the literally libre we it's a three-hour affair we were both a bit pissed and 20 minutes in maybe even half an hour nina literally she went this can't be real can it <laughs> <laughs> oh bless her it's really fucking funny yeah so it's fantastic i mean before that pool i've been doing loads of stuff i did the bike ride did i tell you that about that have we done a podcast since then no did that that was hard been dating internationally i went on one international date which was quite fun i mean i'm playing that that was incredible oh so basically guys and met a very rich man from a different country. France. Whilst, yeah, he was he's from France. And whilst <laughs> we were away 
at a wedding, met at this wedding, and basically fell in love with me, which understandable. But he said, you must uh, simply must come and visit me in Paris. And I was like, all right. So I went, oh, I've seen how the other half live, Paul. Well, I have I've too now. It. It's fucking ruined my life. It's absolutely destroyed mine, especially since, since he fucking ghosted me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't ghost you. Um, I'm not getting into that because I think that you've misunderstood oh, have... those signals, but we'll talk about that offline. Okay. So I've been internationally dating. I've been nationally dating. And I've um now I've I've been to Mexico and now I'm back and I'm it's the fringe and I'm reviewing comedy this year. I was reviewing theatre last year, but I'm doing oh. stand up this year. Listen to this. So there's this comedian, I won't actually say his name, but he's quite popular on social media. His reels and TikToks go viral quite frequently and he's really fit. So last year <sighs> I messaged him saying are you coming to Edinburgh anytime soon? And if you are, can I buy a ticket to your next show? He replied and he was like, oh my God, yeah, I am. I'm actually going to be there in December. Here's the link. Get your ticket. And I was like, wicked. Also, while you're here, would you like to go for a drink with me? And then he was a bit embarrassed and shy. And he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. That's really nice. And thanks for asking. But actually, I've got a really lovely girlfriend. He's really lovely. But that's so nice of you to ask him. Thank you. And I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, ick. it's fine. But also I was like, <laughs> whatever. Um, didn't go to the show because CBA being made a bit out of at the show. Right. Anyway, when I was in Oaxaca, talking to the Glaswegians who call it Oaxaca, Oaxaca I can't even say how they were saying it. Um, I was telling them that I'm reviewing comedy at the Fringe and I got my rota the, that week, that last week that I was in Mexico. Who am I reviewing? That's exactly <sighs> right this man and I was telling these this Scottish pair one of them went oh yeah he's my mate I used to live with him so you're gonna shag him basically he's got a girlfriend who's lovely oh he's still I thought that was gonna be the the twist is that she's dead or something (laughs) um the twist is just that I'm fucking reviewing him and if I don't give him anything other than a five-star review, he's going to be like, hang on, I recognise this name. Oh, yeah, it's because she asked me out last year and I turned it down. So now she's trying to ruin my career. But that could that could be the thing that gets you famous. I'm like a psych... That's psychotic. I'm like... Great. It's like, I'm like Joe from you. Like, this guy's going to be like, leave me the fuck alone, you freak. No. He's fit, though. You know what's funny is that when you said, I'm like Joe... Within mm. the split second that you said between that you. and you saying from you, I pictured Joe Amira in that time when she got told off for being racist on Big Brother and she was doing that interview. <gasps> remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. That was a dark uh, time. Um, right, I need the toilet and then she'll get into the book. Okay. Chop, chop them. What should I talk about while Paul's gone? Hmm. No thoughts. Head empty. Um, I have some really funny stories, but oops, sorry. But Paul just comes in and it's just funnier every time. He practices his though. Had a dream last night. No, I'm not gonna do that. <clears throat> I'm just what can I tell you about Mexico? I'm not gonna lie, a lot of it was taken up by me just having the shits. Not in like a bad way, but like that was I mean, it was consistent, if anything. 
I'm allergic to avocado. So going to Mexico was always going to be a risk. But I avoided it. I avoided avocado in Mexico. I don't know. I think that's really impressive, personally. <gasps> so boring. We've still got nine minutes, so I think we can start it at least. Right. Whilst I should have been looking stuff up about that, shouldn't I? Um. So this, right, right. Blah, 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 blah. Let's talk about the book, shall we? Let's, let's, let's. So this year, Paul, we <laughs> are reading, we'll have read, really good, actually, by Monica Hasey. Um, it is a, I read an um, article that called it a coming of divorce story instead uh. of like a coming of age, because basically the, the vague plot is that the character, main character, Maggie, gets a divorce two years after marrying a long-term boyfriend, but she's only 28 or 29 when she gets this divorce. And essentially what ensues is just a stream of consciousness, very millennial-esque, um, yeah, coming of age, book about how she's trying to get her life together. I'd say, I think it's the year, the first year after her divorce. Um, she moves into her, she's a PhD student and she moves into her like what they called supervisor's basement um who's this older sort of wiser woman who's also had a divorce or like been through maybe a few divorces and Maggie is fucking chaos like an absolute mess she consistently orders just beef burgers but like I don't know if I've made this up but is it just the beef that she requests I don't know um, she but at four a.m. But then she realizes that they're all linked to her husband's oh, like yes, yes. Uber Eats account or whatever it is. She um, she does loads of stuff that's just absolutely insane. She does border insanity, but she's also really funny. And she kind of loses most of her friends because she just cannot, for love nor money, like handle the first few months of this divorce i mean having never been divorced i don't know how easy that would be but um she really doesn't do well at it i don't think like kind of standard across the board quite poor at being divorced and yeah it's just about that first year there's no major like plot twists or there's no huge like the disruption is that she has the divorce she gets the divorce at the beginning um and i mean Quite frankly, Paul, they're my favourite kinds of books where not a whole lot happens, Same. as we know. It's just a really good character study. And to wash it down, I can't believe I've got this drink and you haven't. Um, we went for Chardonnay because Chardonnay shit, but then sometimes you have one and you're like, do you know what? That's really good, actually. Do you want to oh. see the bottle that I've got of mine? Hang, hold your, hold your bloody horses. It's, honestly, it's bizarre. Also, whilst I get up, look at my outfit, I'm really proud of it. I was just looking at your outfit. Is it a onesie? Oh, you look like a sexy inmate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just wearing an all grey tracksuit. Grey sweater, grey bottoms. Fit. Yeah, it's a, it's a mal grey um, sweat. Oh, God. <laughs> what? A mal, a mal grey Sweatsuit? Is that what they're called? No, like a sweater tracksuit, a track, a tracksuit, basically. But what's a what's mall grey? Ma, is it mall? I have no idea what you're on about. 
yeah, this kind of grey, where it's like mild grey. <laughs> I've never heard that. It. Like a light grey. But it's like, it's like mild. Like a pebble dash grey. <laughs> yeah. Like it's got bits in it going on. Mild grey? Yeah, mild grey is the thing. Just I believe you. Yeah, I've just never heard it. I like learning new words. Oh, the term comes from a sedimentary stone composed of clay and lime, which gives the stone its distinct strands of greys and whites. So it's like with grey, but it's with strands of the bits of grey in it. Mm. Anyway, I look like, yeah, I'm from a convict or Miss Trunchbull. But have I ever told you yeah. the story? <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm certain I've told it on the podcast before. Sorry, everyone, I know I'm interrupting myself, but really quick story a couple of years ago we were away from a friend's 30th and one of my other friends was there and he was wearing the perfect margrave sweatshirt like it was thick but soft and like Mm. warm but so light and it was just perfect and i was like wow that is some fucking high quality shit like fruit of the loom but so much better Mm -hmm. and i was complimenting him on his sweatshirt and he was like well, do you know what? And I was like, what? And he was like, actually, I was on a night out in London. Like, this was a couple of months previously. And he'd been getting the tube home, the night tube home, pissed, looked over on a bench, happened to be <sighs> this Margot sweatshirt folded up. Have I told you this story? No. And he was like, that looks like a good sweatshirt. Picked it up, popped it on, and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a fantastic sweatshirt. Got home, slept in the sweatshirt. The next morning... Woke up, was like, Jesus fucking Christ, as if I've slept in this sweatshirt that I found on a bench on the underground. Like, that's quite disgusting. But he was like, it's great quality, though. Took it off, looked at the label, HMP Scrubs. No, so it actually was prison. Yeah, I tell you what, they get Xboxes, they get free time in the yard, and now they're getting really high quality sweatshirts. You're, You're telling me, better than Fruit of the Loom. Oh, that's poor accent. Right, that's... what I was showing you was this bottle of Chardonnay. It's gonna Hang on, though, was that, what, do you think that person had escaped? Well, I hope so. That's great. Isn't it? And they just left that sweater folded up. Yeah, that's great. Um, So this bottle of Chardonnay... It's in a recycled bottle. <laughs> it's flat. It's plastic. Have you ever seen anything funnier than that? I tell you what, I'm going to be a cunt. Oh, go on, well, on my no, no, no. I love it. I love it. I love it. Those are the mm. exact bottles that we paid cash for at the O2 when we went to see Little Mix and they gave were uh, three for 20 quid or something and we were drinking them oh, from the bottle. Yeah. That was them. No, you really pissed me off. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I, I, but hilarious. Why? What's the? Is it just they can store them easier? Yeah, stack them, and it's plastic, isn't it? So it doesn't need to be any kind of structure. Where did you get that? Tesco. It was on um, really a club card offer. Yeah, it was six quid or something. I want it. It's really is satisfying it... to like hold. Is it really good? Actually, it's. I mean, the bottle's really good, actually. Like, hilarious. I'll put a picture mm. on the Instagram. The wine, God, no. Awful. It's really bad, actually. Sarah's just itching her neck with the bottle at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, th- I think I've given a good enough synopsis. Paul, tell me, what did you think of the book? First of all, I didn't realise until today, actually, and I read it several years ago, that... Mm. It was the one of the screenwriters of Schitt's Creek. Pretty good accolade, that, isn't it? 
Yeah, and she's only 30 or something. Um, I've tried Schitt's Creek. I've not got into it, but every time I tell someone that, they're like, you've got to keep going. You've got to keep going with Game of Thrones. No, I don't. But no, I actually will, because I respect so many of the people who like Schitt's Creek. Me. Uh, do you as well? And do, do you yeah. like it straight away? No. I thought it was pretty rubbish. Pretty, pretty poor. Yeah, yeah. But these... American things you really do have to push through. It, I honestly, it's the same with everything that I can think of of that genre. Like, am I going to say I'm going to say it? New Girl, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I really mm. had to push through of New Girl. I actually have a memory of being because I I was obsessed with Friends, like as everyone yeah. is, I know, and I hadn't seen the first one, but I I still loved it. But they they reshowed reshowed the pilot. And back then that was a big deal. And I watched it with my dad and my dad was like, oh, I'm surprised that it got another series. And I was like, how fucking dare you? But actually the pilot's pretty bad. So, okay, I will watch it. Anyway, what did I think? I thought this was fresh in the sense that I'd never read anything about a 20-something divorcee. I think people in the hit 20s who get divorced are hilarious. I think it's great and I'm so jealous. <laughs> and I've missed oh, that yeah, boat now. You've missed it. But did you get uh, married in your 20s? Yeah, just. I was 29. I would have oh, had a child a, bride. I would have had to get an annulment immediately if I wanted to do it oh, in my 20s. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought it was fresh in that sense. And that was nice to read something that was millennial and new and interesting about somebody was getting divorced in their 20s, a comedy. Really enjoyed all of that. I thought she was a, a likable character um, and not your typical protagonist mm -hmm. in these kinds of books. Um, loved all of that. Thought it was funny. Thought it was witty. And enjoyed the bizarre relationship she had with the supervisor, PhD supervisor, whoever, whoever it was, she was a cool woman, um, and these older, sort of wiser women who saw her as a bit of a tragic character, but also quite endearing and looked after her and went to events with her and all that stuff. She also ended up in some strange sexual um, encounters, which I found really funny. There's one, some weird threesome in. I want to see. Oh, it. at the wedding. It was it in a portal, it was something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoyed all of that. That was good. Um, so on the whole, thought it was good. Yeah. My only issue, my main issue with it, which I've actually had with a few books recently, is that it's just enough. You've told your story. You don't need to do an extra 100 pages. Like, we get it. If there's... No plot, which, as we have said, we fucking love. Who needs yeah. a plot? Not me. Not I. <laughs> but. Nor me. You can't. I, it was on my Kindle, but it just felt like it never ended. It like, went I, on and on, did. didn't it? And I, I haven't actually looked about how many pages it is, but I would guess like 450. Like, that's how that's how much it felt. And I feel yeah. like a good 275 could have had that done. You'd made your points. You're funny. You're a fucking funny woman. You're witty. You know what you're talking about. You uh, don't take life too seriously. You you get irony. All of that. But just know when to stop. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more with that point specifically. 
Um, and and can also I just say, book- sorry, can I just say the other book, because I've just finished it today or yesterday, yeah. that I feel is, I actually preferred, I much preferred Really Good Actually to this book. Um, and there were other things about this book that I didn't particularly enjoy, but it's How to Kill Your Family. Oh, by Bella Mackey. Yeah, it's really long. And it's really dense in the sense that, like, you know how we love when there's dialogue on a page so it breaks up and you can just breeze through that page. There's no dialogue. It's all just chunky, 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 chunky text for 450 pages. And it is funny and it's there's a lot going with, you know, I'm I'm jealous of a lot of the writing, but it's too much. I'm thinking now of How to Kill Your Family because I I read that much more recently, but it Mm -hmm. did feel self-indulgent I don't know if I'd say that about really good actually I don't know if it felt self-indulgent I think it just felt like she had so many funny things to say that she didn't want to not say any of them any of it yes and and I get that god my that's my life I'm fucking constantly talking 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 and wish that I could have edited myself but when you've got a book and a publisher and it's there just cut a bit of that and put it in your next one babe yeah, that's a good point. What are you gonna What are you gonna write about next? Because mm-hmm. all of your material is used up. Yeah, I agree. It was far too long, or maybe it wasn't actually that long, but it it felt it because felt it. it also had this very formulaic structure where it would seem like she was getting somewhere with maybe realizing some things about herself and maybe doing like a just little like bit of realizing stuff. Real, just, you know, 2016 is going to be about realizing things. <laughs> and that was definitely the case with this. No. And then it would, each chapter she would realize some new stuff or like something hilarious and tragic would happen. Mm-hmm. And then she would have an, a meltdown and then she would think about that meltdown and we'd come really close to her being like, is it me? Am I the drama? And then there would be the punchline. And it was like, and it was literally a punch, like every, the end line of every chapter was a punchline and like it was meant to be end of the gag, next gag. And the first three times I was like, good jokes. And you know what? They were all good jokes. They, they were all good end, jokes. I was like, all right, I know what the, I know what the fucking punchline is going to be. And then it happens and I'm right. I'm bored. I'm so bored of that formula now. Mm-hmm. Mix it up. And I actually disagree about her being a likable character i mm. just maggie did my fucking nut and really self-indulgent and that and that is enjoyable to an extent because it's like yeah you are you're in your 20s you're going through divorce like that's quite funny and tragic and you're allowed to wallow in that but also like be ironic about it and she is and she doesn't ever seem to everything is contrary to what you were saying earlier everything is relative you know she's like so Mm self-aware of how tragic her life is Mm -hmm. oh but my god pull yourself together (laughs) like there was so many times it was like you absolutely fucking everything up and it's pissing me off because it's you're doing it on purpose now she meets this guy who's really into her and it seems like it's going to be a good thing but she's just like I'm going to deliberately fuck this up because I want to. I don't, I don't know. That really pissed me off, that portion. What I will say about it, though, was that it's definitely the first book that I've read that is very millennial and sort of some of the comedy and some of the references are borderline Gen Z, which I think is like something that we're having to contend with now in books where 
the jokes aren't as obvious because it's not cool to be that obviously funny anymore. So like it has to be Got more it. witty. I know it has to be more witty. Whereas there were like some pure elements of like slapstick in this. Um, but also there were some like Gen Z references and she's very young and she interacts with young people, um, like even younger people. But it was written in first person, which to me is like a staunchly 90s, not plot device, but writing technique. Like first person narrative is old. And it was it was actually quite enjoyable because it felt weirdly. I love it. Yeah, it felt like... I don't want to say nostalgic because I, I say that every podcast, but the the just the real millennial tone combined with the first person narrative was like a, a meeting of two worlds in quite a nice way. I was like, yeah, this is exactly how I feel like, I, well, we all think about ourselves in relation to the world because it's just first person. And I don't know, I, re- I did really enjoy that part and it was strange and new and like, I'm trying to think if was boy parts written in first person narrative. I don't think it was, was it? You know what? My problem is I can never remember. And that's my favourite um... book. I'll have a quick look. No, yeah, no. Uh I feel like it was because she was called Arena and I didn't realise for a long time. And I feel like yeah. it, let's have a look if I can get a little preview of of boy parts. How do you do that on Amazon? I'm sure it was actually. Oh, I don't know. I think it was too. And that was like a new, I don't know, that felt new as well. Normally these types of, like where it's sort of self-aware, especially when the narrator is unreliable and it's first person. Because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that Maggie is unreliable, but she, what she sees and therefore what we see is not the truth. Because actually what happens is her friends pretty much abandon her because she becomes insufferable. But in Mm -hmm. her mind, she's like, well, I'm not being insufferable. I'm going through a fucking divorce. And like, why can't they understand that? And then that's our, that's where we're meant to be as well. Although I don't know what we're doing. We're abandoning intentional or not. Yeah. Intentional or not. I was like, I actually care more about your mates and I want to know more about them. And because you are doing my fucking nothing. Maybe it's really meta. Maybe that was the point, but maybe that's the success. Yeah. But then I don't know because the author did, and I know we've talked about this nonstop, but the author did have go through a divorce in her early twenties, sorry, late twenties, but early on in the marriage and it was like mm. a childhood sweetheart. She yeah. looks very similar. They did. They studied the same things. They both have the PhD in the same thing. Like it may as well be oh, an autobiography. Really? Yeah. Um. And I just don't think that you can be that self-aware where you're like, I was doing all of these things and thinking I wasn't being insufferable, but all of my friends abandoned me. And actually, maybe I was being. Like I don't think mm. that anyone has that level of surely well, introspection. It's funny you say that because. I, what, another thing I liked about it was that, that it was a no-fault divorce, so it wasn't as if he was cheating on her, cheating or on her. abusive or whatever, which I've read loads and loads of times. Yeah. Um, but then through her perspective, and maybe again, this is the point, it it made it sound like he was a dick, and maybe he was. Yeah. I don't know. Was he? No, I don't think he was, but I think... Are we being anti-feminist? No, I don't think he was a dick, but I think he had, like, in those situations where, yeah, neither party is necessarily at fault, 
you, if you're the person going through it, you have to posit the other person as the bad the bad guy because otherwise mm-hmm. that means you're the bad guy because if there was no bad guy, then it wouldn't have ended. Mm-hmm. So it's like they have to become the villain, the villain, the villain. And because we're so mm-hmm. closely aligned with her because it's first person, he he everything that he does is villainous. But like if the narrative was the other way and it was written from his perspective, he's like, I'm just trying to move on from this woman and mm-hmm. she's calling me up constantly she's writing me these emails she's basically harassing me her perspective is i'm trying to get this fucking divorce done mm-hmm. um and i keep making these mistakes like ordering food and it being on his account and like you know he's got my cat and i just want to see the cat and is the cat all right and whatever janet janet you know what freaks me out what people who've been together for 10 years and then get married and then divorce after a year yeah, well, isn't that... Do you think that's just, like, marriage is the last ditch? Maybe. But surely not always. Yeah. Or maybe it just disrupts the lovely equilibrium of the relationship that's been there for so long, and then all of a sudden it goes. I don't know. Or maybe it's that what's kept you in the relationship for so long is the prospect of there being a next step, like... We're going to get into something else and then that something else happens and you're like, oh, actually everything is still exactly the same and I don't really like you still. Yes, or the prospect of before you get married, there's always a a little bit of, I could get out of this. Yeah. But even subconsciously, I could get out of this and then suddenly you're married. And you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. Well, that I mean, me and Michael were together. I mean, it wasn't 10 years, but... We were together seven, no, yes, yeah, seven years before we got married. Oh, you actually celebrated your second year anniversary the other day, didn't you? And I forgot to tell. Did? I to... Oh my God. The thing is, I would not expect it. And we got mainly from like my mum's family, but got cards and stuff. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, Lovely, but. Your first wedding anniversary and maybe like two days after, which I think was a deliberate move on her part two days after my mum said um did poor michael get their card from me and i was like oh. what oh, like, yeah it's their first year wedding anniversary sarah i can't believe you've forgotten i was like jesus that's too much to celebrate i'm afraid then what, what are you meant to celebrate now you're married no i mean we can celebrate but i'm not going to expect oh, right, everyone okay. else to did you do anything nice um we went and played shuffleboard Oh, cute. Oh, it was when you were going to be going to see Barbie. We spoke in the morning, didn't we? And I just yeah. completely ignored the fact that it was your wedding anniversary. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't mind at all. You're forgiven. Um, that's my thoughts on that, really. Yeah, I've got some, there were some really funny quotes. So let me see if I highlight Do some quotes, because I did laugh out loud. It's been, it has been a while. Obviously, we haven't done this in so long. I did like it, other than the fact that it was too long for us. I've just looked it up. It was 380-something pages, which isn't super long. But I feel like if you've deliberately not had a plot, that's quite long. Right, where would I find my highlighted? Did I tell me? I must have. Yes. I mean, some of it, I've just highlighted some really nice bits of writing. Give us some nice writing. It's quite funny. Meris. So Meris is the PhD supervisor or whatever. Meris's advice had been thoughtful and mature. How lucky I thought to have access to such a generous model on which to base my way of thinking. 
How sad, that her words meant nothing to me, that I was filled instead with white-hot rage that would not be sated until I had won at this divorce and reduced this man who hurt me to rubble, raised his cities to the ground and salted the earth so nothing would ever grow there. Neris had been correct in every way, but that was not the way we would proceed. Well, That's you know nice. What? Do you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> she's having a dream at this point This because every now and then there's like the odd experimental chapter which is a list or a google search mm-hmm. history or something like that which I really did enjoy the google search histories yeah me too um, very accurate and very funny and then this is a dream one of them is a dream we both see the man immediately can't miss him because of the crowd that's formed he runs towards us in his massive experimental trousers smiling <laughs> and waving <laughs> There she is, says Harry Styles, slipping a stylish tattooed arm around my waist. <laughs> I remember that bit. <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> the only active this is very relatable, especially for me and you. The only activity that has ever really interested me is sitting around with my friends in flattering lighting, eating food, and talking <laughs> about who wanted to kiss us and what we were wearing when they did. <laughs> I feel bad for saying anything terrible. That was a really great book. <laughs> yeah, she's got some absolute fucking corkers in here. One of my students called me tall in a charged way. <laughs> I take it back. It's my favourite book ever. That is fucking hilarious. If you said that to me, that would be your world's funniest joke. What, what, tell me I'm tall in a charged way. Oh, you're very tall. <laughs> Well, I've, I've, does your does your friend Maddie listen to the podcast? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe sometimes uh, he did it. Yeah, I, so it's one of those things where I thought about once a day for a couple of weeks, and then once every okay. other day for a while. And now it's just about gone. But when I was in Edinburgh, Sarah's got. Oh, a, that's another thing that we did. You came to Edinburgh. Yeah, in Edinburgh, um, Sarah's got a beautiful model, like literal model. I think she was yes. in Vogue. Friend called she Maddie. <laughs> And spent a beautiful night with her. And of course, the first, I'd had a few drinks and the first, she comes in, all beautiful. And I just went, you're a tall girl. <laughs> and as soon as I said it. It I ruined like, your night, that. I it really ruined, ruined your like, night. Why? Obviously, she's probably heard that five million times and didn't think too much of it. But I literally took Sarah's and I was like, I've just called you, I've just called Maddie a, t- a tall girl. What do I do? Like, it was <laughs> awful. I don't know why I did it. I'm not that person. This is why we have to be active, active allies. To the tall tall population. (laughs) In the charged way. Mm. This is a really funny one. And it reminded me of a a game that I've invented. So they're at a pub quiz, her and her friends. Everyone pulled out their phones, something that would shortly be disallowed by the rules of the quiz. It was agreed that the picture of young Starling could get it, but that it was obviously a more complicated moral quandary to have sex or moral quandary to have sex or not with the man himself lauren suggested starling between 1897 and 1901 was the sweet spot and that she would do it with him during those years only i proposed an elaborate time travel scenario wherein my powers of fellatio could cause a young joseph to abandon his political ambitions and devote himself to gardening we caught emotional lauren with her phone under the table googling what did starlin do (laughs) (laughs) sorry but she's a genius I wish it was longer. Oh, that is really funny. What did Stalin do? Anyway, that reminded me of a game that I came mm. up with, and it's getting people to tell you the most embarrassing shazams. Have I played? Oh, made you play this game? No. 
So this game came about because I once did a really embarrassing Shazam and I was caught doing it, but the person that caught me never said a word about it and I never we never spoke of it. Basically being on a night out, I was hammered. One of my friends was the designated driver. My other friend was in the front seat of the car. They were going back and my other friend in the front was in charge of the playlist and she put this song on and I was like in the back really having a good time. So this song's like, God, this is great. I must have I must I must have this song. I must know what it is. But you know, you know that you should know it. So I thought I can't ask yeah. it. I've got to exam it. <laughs> but because I've been really loud and drunk and suddenly I went quiet in the back. My friend had like turned around and was sort of watching what I was doing and I was shazamming <laughs> Johnny Mitchell Big Yellow Taxi. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> But my phone screen was reflecting in the car window. <laughs> and like, I could see that she turned around and looked at me. And I was just like, oh, it's fine. She can't see my phone. And then she sort of like looked a bit harder and then turned back to the front. And then I looked at the car and I could just see plain as day, Shazam, <laughs> taxi. And I was like, oh, that's so rubbish. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought that song was by Vanessa Carlton and Counting Crows. <laughs> my friend amber last night said to me on the phone but in the famous in the in the famous words of enrique iglesias life is a roller coaster but you just gotta ride it <laughs> oh my god amber what a legend what's um, your most embarrassing shazam <laughs> i've just looked through my shazams and i'm a bit confused by one of them so i've only got 12 okay i'll go through them all I've got 13. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Right, okay. That's that was right. on the ninth. Of, I don't know. Happy Happy by Mellow Airbender. <laughs> There's a theme. Why, why are they all happy? It's Been a While by Stained. Test Drive by Ariana Grande. Maybe You're the Problem by Ava Max. I Saw the Light by Todd Rundgren. Knocked <laughs> Out by Paula Abdul. Blah, blah, blah. Some of Tones and I. Da, da, da. Love Last Forever by All Saints. And then the last one is the one I'm confused about. Jailhouse Rock by Elvis Presley. <laughs> you are, oh, what is this? Funky Ooh, rhythm. <laughs> oh, God, I, I think this could be fake. Yeah, this must be new. <laughs> um, right. Thanks, Monica. Thank you, Monica. That was actually, in hindsight, really good, actually. Right. I've been wanting to do this for so long since... I was home years ago and since uh-huh. the last time we did the podta- podcast, the podcast, podcasting. Um, so when I was at home, my mom, right, uh, she's constantly on a diet. And I know all moms are constantly on a diet, but my mom, yeah. and she listens to this podcast, she is always really doing really well on the diet, really, really well. So when she puts on a couple of pounds, she's just like, oh, I've just been doing it so well. I don't know how that's happened. Um, so when I was oh, home, I know what this I found is. my mom's weight loss journey journal. <laughs> right. And I'm this not is... fat shaming her, right? I'm not listening. Yeah, this is public. Oh, oh. finger on the pulse. I mean, weird to pulse. say that as well. Um, so <laughs> first of all, I mean, to be fair to her, she has, it, it didn't last very long, but the weeks that it did last, she has filled in every section of this weight loss journey food tracker food and exercise tracker she hasn't put any exercise but she's filled it all with food 
and it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks and drinks, glasses of water, <laughs> exercise, and then mood, <laughs> right? And I was a bit like, when I found it, I was like, oh, this explains it, right? So this is my uh-huh. mom. We're just trying really hard on our diet. Because she doesn't believe in, like, um, you know, eating less. And I fucking, I, I rate it. She's, she's more about trying to eat good stuff. She's not going to fucking starve herself. Who wants to do yeah. that? But I just don't know if she's been taught the right stuff. <laughs> so this is day one. And obviously yeah. day one is when you're trying the hardest. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So day one for breakfast, she had... Two slices of toast with spread, tea, a boiled egg, and two more cups of tea, right? <laughs> For lunch, she had soup, a slice of, <laughs> a slice of cheese, a sausage, and some tomatoes. <laughs> right? For dinner, three times chicken thighs with spring greens and a yogurt. That's not too bad, right? And then snacks and drinks, two more teas, so that brings at five. Uh, <laughs> soup and cheese so she had for lunch soup and cheese with a sausage and tomatoes and then for a snack she had soup and cheese plus a chocolate pudding half a banana and grapes glasses of water zero exercise 30 minutes fair enough mood quite shit it's like four smileys it's like terrible (laughs) Quite shit, decent, happy. They just done the quite shit one, right? The second day, oh, Sarah, I was crying when I first found it. Second day, one slice of toast with spread, a tea, oh. and a one boiled egg. So she's cutting down, right? Lunch, <laughs> soup, tomato, yogurt, more toast, and half a tin of sardines. <laughs> right? Dinner, hamburger and chips, a cocktail. <laughs> Coffee, hamburger, chips, mayonnaise, a cocktail, and some coffee. Right, this is day two of our diet. I'm gonna be sick. And then snacks, another tea, another coffee, some grapes and yogurt. Uh, Exercise, thirty minutes. Mood, quite shit. (laughs) Right, day three, one and a half toast. So she's in the middle with a bit of butter. Just put a bit butter, bacon, poached egg, and tomatoes. So fry up. Chili con carne and a yogurt. Dinner. <laughs> spaghetti. Spaghetti bolognese and three cups of tea. So she's had chili con carne and lunch. Spaghetti bolognese for tea. <laughs> Snacks. <laughs> Polish sausage. Sausage. <laughs> Polish sausage. 200 grams of yogurt. And some groups, right? So it goes on <sighs> like this. It goes on. It's just, it's such an insight. Into, she has Polish sausage almost every day. I don't know where she gets it from, right? <laughs> and then she's, she gets in at week three. And okay. uh, let us find it. It's, it's, it's this. This is the bit that I had to stop reading because it made us laugh so much. Um, Hang on. It was on a Friday, which to be, to be honest, you're treating yourself on a Friday, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Hang on. She gave up after week four, so it was got to be before there. Um, I wonder if she just was like, I can't say all this written down. It's just, yeah, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, demoralizing. Yeah, hang on, hang on. I think it was, oh, was it in the snack section? 
I just I'm gonna read this out at a funeral. I think it'll just be great. Um oh where the fuck's it gone? Hang on. Fuck me, that is funny. Yeah, I've just seen one of them on snacks and she, by the way, she's had zero glasses of water on every single day and every day she puts zero. Um <laughs> and one of them is three glasses of wine. Um nice. Oh, where's it gone? I had it. Oh, you little prick. Oh, here we go. Right. So it's week two, Friday. Uh, breakfast, one toast, one poached egg, and one tea. Lunch, sandwich, coronation chicken, and one coffee. Dinner, one one salmon and oh, salmon, turnips, carrot. Okay. <laughs> two chocolates. <laughs> and a small pot noodle. And then my snack. Nuts and chocolate and a coffee. <laughs> God, and then it's things like so. At, you know, at the the bottom of these things where it says, "This week I've really enjoyed blah blah blah." A few things that tripped me up. Again, at first she starts writing things like, "What I've enjoyed: hidden sweet corn and poached eggs." What tripped me up? <laughs> Anniversary celebration. <laughs> she's not married. I don't know what she's talking about. Um, next week, I'll cope with this by trying to be careful. I'm looking forward to being able to cut down. <laughs> and then this week, I've really enjoyed beans on toast. A few things that tripped me up, especially travel. I don't know. Next week, I'll cope with this by being more organized. I'm looking forward to eating a bit less. <laughs> I love that woman. And bang on the money, to be honest. Next week, I'll cope with this by cutting out pies. I'm looking forward to veg and salad. (laughs) No, you're not. Cutting out pies. Cutting out pies. I just love. I just love the the small pot noodle. Yeah, that's really good. I've got a really fucking. I decided on my birthday last year, my twenty seventh birthday, so twenty twenty two, that I was going to start journaling. So I did one day my birthday and then I <laughs> never did any more days so oh, I can't read it you all that because it's just so fucking embarrassing mm. but basically when I've because I ran out of space in my old notebook and I needed to find a new notebook and then I found this one and I was like oh but I've, I've not this is unused and then I found this one singular journal entry and I pissed myself for ages because basically Friday the 25th 2022 my birthday morning pizza for brekkie August 21st for coffee. And then I had a massage at 12.45 booked. Afternoon, when I got my nails done, Amber and Britt were arriving at 2.16pm. Then I went to the post office and I bought some film for my camera and a new plant. Uh, I got some ingredients for dinner, drinks for Georgia, because Georgia was pregnant at the time, so I couldn't drink wine. Um, And then I blew up the mattress and made dinner. Evening, friends came over, whatever. Um... And then I've got like thought, feeling, improve. And then my improve was didn't eat until 7 p.m., drank no water. What the fuck? And then when I found this entry, I went back, like when I found this entry a couple of months ago, this singular entry, the first thing I wrote down was pizza for breakfast. (laughs) And then my last point was didn't eat until 7 (laughs) p.m. Why am I lying to him? So skinny. Why am I lying to myself? <laughs> Who am I trying to impress? Fantastic. I just... 
what god. The, it was the what the fuck like god i'm so, it's such a problem oh god i can't believe i've done this again i can't <laughs> believe what am i like that morning standing probably in the door of my fridge shoveling <laughs> hoofing in slice after slice of pizza hey bloody hell Right, sure. Shall I tell you the next week's book? Yeah, go on then. Next week's book, Sarah, Please is. Uh, no, because I want you to do that one. Uh, it has to be this one because I've just bought it. Is it tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. Is that bad? No, I've not read it. Nina read it when we were in Mexico. Oh, okay. How did you know it was going to be that? Because I'm basic. You put a story up on your Insta. Oh yeah, yes. It's tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Um, do you remember that guy when we went to Waterstones and he forced us to buy Drive the Plow over the blah blah blah? Yeah, yeah, he did yeah, it yeah. Again yeah. with this, I, I couldn't not buy it because he really intensely talked to me about how good Rammed it was. It down your throat, um, your ass. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. to be fair, John Green is on the front saying it's the best book I've ever read, and I do quite like John Green. Um, I don't know what it's about. Something to do with gaming. I, I don't know. So we're gonna read tomorrow and tomorrow yeah, and tomorrow. Video gaming, yeah. And the drink is going to be because whenever I'm either mortal or getting ready to be mortal the next day, I always say, all I'm going to drink is vodka sodas. And then when it gets to it, uh, the first thing, I'm like, mm, I'm going to have a wine. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're going to have. We're having a gorgeous vodka soda with ah! lemon, 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 not lime, lemon, lemon, lemon. That I can do. Lemon and lemon and lemon. That and that's what it's going to be. Exciting! Yeah, I can't wait for it myself. Okay, I'll get that ordered. Yeah, um, and I'll see you in two to three months. Yeah, <laughs> see you in twenty twenty four, babes. No, I think if we can get it in monthly, then we're doing all right. Oh yeah! Do you remember back in the day we used to do one a week? I know we tried so hard to get famous and it didn't work. I it really fucking didn't. That did what it. What the hell? There was one point when it was looking quite good. There was yeah. one point. But you know what? A podcast duo that I follow, I'm not going to name them, slightly problematic. They reached a million YouTube subscribers because they filmed their sessions and then put them onto YouTube. They reached a million YouTube subscribers the other day. One of them sported Aston Martin. And they've so, been podcasting for three years. Okay, before they got famous. Yeah. So they All just, right, so we've got a chance. Well, we've been podcasting for nearly two no 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 yes okay so we've got one more yeah okay we've done are you not shocked that we've done 40 odd that's a lot of episodes i know when we'll get to 50 we'll do a celebration literally never been more committed to anything in my life and i was in a very long relationship and we'll have to read a book we've read 40 odd books god we're fucking smart we're actually honestly I, i shock myself i really do Right, love you so much and see you you in another lifetime. Yeah. Bye. Bye, baby. Bye, honey.